Hey everybody, welcome into the I Want to Know podcast. I am your host, Greg Jones, and I'm the one leading you on this inquisitive departure into audio wisdom. Today on the show, I have Mr. Elliot Katz, the author of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. In the shortest summary, it's wisdom on what a man should expect of himself and what a woman expects of him. About taking responsibility, being decisive, but not controlling, and being manly. But before we talk to Mr. Katz, I want to thank you guys for listening, for telling a friend about the show, all of that. It's how we spread the word, plain and simple. No advertising over here. I also want to be spreading the word about the guest section over at IWantToKnowShow.com. There you will find all the links for all the guests that have appeared on the show, including links to get Mr. Katz's book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. And finally, I want to tell you guys, I have a very fun announcement after the interview with Mr. Katz that involves winning something very cool. Anyways, enough about that. Without further ado, the author of Being a Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Welcome to the show, Mr. Elliot Katz. Great to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Uh, you know, you emailed me a few weeks ago, and a lot of emails I get about, uh, you know, we can call this a self-help book to some extent, are very, you know, how to lose weight, and, and it's all just very opinionated. And, and while a lot of this is, is opinion and not cold hard fact, I, I think this is something that every man and even some women can learn from and was very just intrigued by the title of it and before I even got to read it. So I uh, had to have you on. And thank you for sending me a copy of the book. Uh, it, was, it was a great read. It was an easy read in a good way because I was actually able to finish a book. So that was really nice. So um, I meant it as a fast read because I want men to read it. Exactly. We, you know, most men, at least most men I know, don't uh, take a lot of time to read. So, you know, shorter chapters, I was able to pick up a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there, you know, my lunch break, whatever it was. And, and I was over, you know, in less than a week. And, and I don't read books. I, I sit off there. I haven't finished a book in 10 years. So this was great. Before we get into, you know, more about the book, and I, I want to know what prompted you to write a book about how to be a man. Well, like a lot of books of this type, it's as a result of my own journey, I was married for 10 years, then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, at first I blamed the other person, I blamed everyone. Then I came to the point of realizing, well, what do I have to learn from this? I don't want to go through this again. So I really set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a marriage and a relationship. And the first thing I learned was listening to other people, just engaging in conversations with them. We're all confused. I see men, we hear all these messages, be sensitive, develop your feminine side, develop feminine traits. And we're trying so hard to do what we think we're supposed to do, and it's not working. Then I started reading books on relationships. I read a whole bunch of these books, and they really didn't say anything to me about what does it mean to be a man in a relationship. And it's only when I turned to the teachings, the timeless writings that men used, you know, used to teach younger men about being a man, I was blown away because it coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership, they don't make decisions, and they don't take responsibility. There seems to be this big gap between all the things men have heard that we're supposed to be and what women really want. So that, that, so, you know, initially I wrote the book for myself. It was like to help me learn these things. I, I put it in a book form. I like that. I mean, if you're going to go through something horrible like a divorce, you might as well try and learn from it. Um, I felt like there were a lot of, and whether you're religious or not, this is not a religious book, but there was a lot of elements, uh, you know, and lessons from religion. Is this true? 
you know, it's not a religious book at all, but I mean, some of the, you know, you're looking for, you know, because my whole feeling was, and people have been getting married for thousands of years, and there must be some wisdom that we can learn from, from the past, you know, wisdom that has stood the test of time. So some of the sources of wisdom do come do come from, like, the Bible, like, you know, of course, famous story of Adam and Eve, you know, with the fruit, the forbidden fruit from the, from the tree of knowledge, and, you know, I like to tell that story because when I, the first time I read it, it was like, I was just blown away, right? He's in there. They're commanded not to eat this fruit. Eve eats it, then she tries to get Adam to eat it, and he says no, and she pressures him, and he gives in. And what God says, him, did you eat the fruit that I commanded not to eat? You know, the, what does he do? He did exactly what I did in my marriage. I blamed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on since day one. Exactly. I said, I, like, like you suddenly you realize, you know, you think this is only happening to you, these things in your marriage. Then you realize, well, this has been happening. You know, this is something men. Uh, uh, this is the problem with men from day one. Exactly that. You know, something. You know, we give into something. We know it's wrong, and when it goes wrong, just like we thought it would, we blame our wife. And like, as a, and then that doesn't kind of does it. He says, well, you know, you're, you're getting punished for for not using your own judgment and listening to your wife without like thinking about it and using your own judgment, whether it's right or wrong. So that that I mean that that's an example of. You know, one story that's it's from the Bible, but really, that's like it's so much. It's like, wow, this is like this is like so what's happening today. <laughs> I hear men all the time blaming their wives, blaming you know, all these divorced men, blaming their wives, blaming their wives. Those sons are like, well, what should I have done differently? You know, I maybe I should have taken responsibility for what's going on in my home and, and not blame my wife because cause that that's what you hear, like men blaming their wives, and that nobody's any sympathy for them because. You know, today, as much as we believe in gender equality, people still have a natural inclination to say, well, you're the man, you, sh- you shouldn't have let it go on. You-, you knew it was wrong. Why did you let it go on? You, you can't just blame your wife. You-, you saw it happening. You should have stepped forward and said, no, this is no good. We can't allow this to happen. You know, when I uh, uh, was first separated from my wife, I got together with a, a-, a fellow that I sort of an acquaintance that I had also recently separated. And, mm-hmm. you know, here I think I'm in this uniquely crazy situation, and he's telling me the, the identical things, except there's one thing he said to me. He said to me, his wife ran up $50,000 on the credit cards. Wow. And I looked at him in disbelief. I said, well, how could you let that go on? I mean, you know, here we're blaming our wives for everything. But that's something that I know I never would have let go on. You, don't, you just don't do that. Right. How could you let that go on? You know, you, you have children. And like, to me, that was like a point that hit me. It's like, how could he let that go on? How could I let things that I let go on? It's really, so really, the message is about taking responsibility. You know, men have to learn. You can't just blame your wife or your in-laws. You have to say, well, I'm, resp- I'm going to be held responsible for what's going on. I better make sure I'm using my ability to say, hey, this is not good. We can't let it go on. Yeah, you know, when you hear men blaming their wives or, or significant others about problems in the relationship or problems at home, you really have this feeling of them being uh, weak, and a lot of times, like, oh, he's whipped, you know, he's whatever his wife says, and, and all this stuff. He, he's whining, yeah. Yeah, he's People. whining. In, in fact, he's being girly, you know. Yeah. Do men nowadays have a problem uh, internalizing their problems? What, what do you mean, internalizing the problem? Well, I mean, like realizing. Yeah, you know, look, a little self reflection, like, hey, this could actually be my fault instead of my wife's fault. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That, that's the fascinating thing about writing this book was 
you know, I, I would give it to men. I'd say, here, read it. Don't let your wife see it. And and I and I, I guess I thought initially that women would not want to admit that yes, they want a man who's strong, who shows leadership and makes decisions. Sure. But you know what? It's true. Women are openly say, I want a man who shows leadership. I don't want to wear the pants on the family. I want a man who shows shows leadership. And then when you talk to men, so many men will say, no, this isn't what women want. <laughs> I mean, I remember I was giving a talk in front of a group, and right at the table, right in front of me, a man turns to the woman, you know, I just gave my talk about support mental leadership, make decisions, and so man turns to the woman mm-hmm. sitting there and says, he's not right, this isn't what women want, is it? <laughs> and she says, yes, this is what we want, listen to what he's saying. So, <laughs> yes, you know, men have heard all these messages, be nice, be sensitive, don't be controlling. Yes, don't be controlling, but they've gone to the other extreme and say, well, I won't make any decisions, I'll let her show, make, show all the leadership at home, I'll let her run the home, I mean, this nice, non-controlling, sensitive guy, and why is my wife so fed up and frustrated with me? Because they don't realize, really, it's, it's like, for a lot of men, when I explain this to them, it's like, at first they don't believe me, or they say things like, I've never heard this before, that really, she, she wants you to take the lead, she doesn't want you to leave every decision to her. You know, when there's a problem with the kids, she doesn't want you to to, to blame her that she's not doing their job. She, she wants you to see, you see a problem going on with your children or in your home? It, she wants you to step forward and to take charge and, and, and find a solution. You know, I was coaching a man. He, he's talking about a problem with one of his daughters, and, you know, he was blaming his wife for the situation. I said, you know, you can't blame her. Take responsibility. You know, she looks to you, show leadership. You see this problem, step forward and find a solution. And, and he was able to, deal, you know, as a teenage girl, she had dropped out of school. She wasn't doing anything. She was sleeping all day, staying up all night. I said, look, you have a business. Give her a job in your business. He said, "Yeah, that's a great idea." I would, you know, she'd have to get up in the morning. She can't stay up all night. Right. And and he did that, and you know, things are just so much better now. And it's like, yeah, that's what fathers do. You see a problem, it's not being solved. You got to step forward and and find a solution. And and like it's really to turn things around. Now he's realizing, yeah, this is his role. So yeah, I mean, but I think for a lot of men, they feel. You know, I'm working hard, I'm bringing in a good income, I'm paying for this, I'm paying for the house, I'm for schooling, for this. You know, I'm doing so much. Like, why aren't I, why aren't I being appreciated? Because well, that's only part of what you do. Like the book says, you know, just bringing in money and, you know, paying for a house, and it's not enough. It's not enough. Your job is to be a leader, to show your share of leadership. Not, you know, not be a controlling tyrant, but know what's going on. You see a problem, step forward and deal with it. Right. Don't and, leave it to your wife. Don't blame your wife. Yeah, exactly. You know, a little self-reflection. And one thing you said really made me think of something. You were talking about the, the man and his teenage daughter who was having uh, problems with some motivation and didn't know how to handle it. And it made me think, you know, you never hear of a, a girl or a woman who has, quote-unquote, mommy issues. It's always a woman who has daddy issues, and it's usually from the dad not being a strong male figure or around at all in her life. Exactly, exactly. No, especially for girls, you know, father, you know, when a girl's growing up, a father's the most important person in her life, really. It's, and you see it, you see the closeness that, you know, little girls, they're always holding on to their father. It, it's, uh, you know, a father is the first man in a girl's life, and and he is a role model of what a man should be. You want to influence the kind of man your daughter will choose? Be that kind of man. You know, you, you treat her respectfully. 
you open the car door for her and you, you treat her well, she, she, she'll expect, well, that's the way a man treats a woman, but i got to find a man who treats me like that. Very important. Yeah, totally. Um, do you think that this is a problem with, you know, uh, such high divorce rates? A lot of men are being raised mainly by their mothers. Do you think this is kind of leading towards the problem of them not being so, you know, quote-unquote manly? Oh, yes. That, that's a big part of the problem. It's, you know, they're, you know, sometimes fathers are pushed completely out of the picture. Um, they, uh, then, you know, they're, so they're raised by mothers. And even, you know, if they're not divorced, the father works long hours. His kid's raised mainly by his mother. He goes to school. Most of his teachers are women. He watches television, all these situation comedies. The men are portrayed as buffoons, you know, who are, who are incapable of doing anything and need their wives to rescue them. Where is a young man today to learn what it really means to be a man? It, it's really been lost, and that's my goal with this book. And, you know, the other things I'm doing, I'm trying to change the men of the world. <laughs> One because man really, time. you know, yeah, one man at a time, because really, when you think what, what what happens, like, so much divorce, like, you know, I've heard so, from so many women who say, if my husband had understood these ideas, we wouldn't be divorced. Like, a lot of women have said that. So, you know, we don't want divorce. Divorce is not a good thing. It's painful for the couple. It's painful for the kids. It's, it's painful financially. Like, you know, I think these teachings are what's lacking in men today, that if they knew them, that... You know, you could save their relationship. I, I mean, I've had men say that to me. If I had known this a year and a half ago, I could have saved my marriage. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Getting back to the book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, uh, we talked about a lot of the old uh, passages and adages a little bit. What kind of research did you have to do to, to come up with all this information? Well, you know, it's just, you, you know, it's fascinating thing. You know, when people talk today in the media, they talk, you know, there's a lot of talk in the media about redefining what it means to be a man. And they they think, like, being a man means being controlling and chauvinist and sexist and aggressive. But really, over the centuries, there are many tons of writings by men on what it means to be a man. You know, like, teaching, trying to influence, uh, you know, writing for their sons or just writing for younger men in general. So really, I was just looking through those teachings and... And I said, wow, there's so much wisdom, there's so much insight here. You know, so when I would come to something, I said, wow, I wish I had known this. I wish I had known Wow. Like, it was such clarity. Like, how come this was written a thousand years ago, and it, this is exactly the situation I was in, and yet, you know, my wife and I went to these counselors. They didn't know anything. How come they didn't know that this guy wrote this a thousand years ago? So there, there's so much wisdom over the centuries that men you know, teaching younger men about being a man. You know, one of, one of the things that's not in the book, one of the the earliest teaching I found was actually in the Book of Kings. This is a religious lesson, but the Book of Kings, when King David has come to the end of his life and he's giving words of advice to the son, Solomon, who will become King Solomon, the first thing he says is, be strong and become a man. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, it, it just shows, like, men, you know... Have to be told. Yeah, you got to be strong. You got to show leadership. You got to make decisions. Of, you know, take responsibility because that's what I define as being strong. Like, wow, look at that! Thousands of years ago, yeah, the father still had to tell his son. Yeah, that's what it means to be a man. Be strong. So you know, we've we've lost that in this generation, and that's why I wrote this book to really to share these insights that have been lost, and really men need to have successful relationships with their wives to be good fathers. 
to just realize they're not just there to bring in money. They're there to, like, be a leader of the family and not a controlling tyrant, but to be a leader, to know what's going on, to step forward to deal with problems. That's what women really want, and they're very frustrated with men who aren't that way. Yeah, and going back to the King Solomon thing, uh, it, it just shows that having a certain set of genitalia does not make you you know, a man, that you have to step up and, and lead and, and do what you're supposed to do, and that's what being a man is all about. Exactly. You know, what, one thing I realized, and I've, I've read other people have said this also, is, is that men, I think generally, have to be taught how to be a man. I think a woman, it comes naturally to women, you know, but to men, it doesn't come naturally. I think, it, I think in many or most cases, a man has to be taught he needs a father or other older male role model to to show him, you know, what it means to be a man. You know, I was on the sure. show once, and a woman called and said, are you saying that a woman can't teach a boy about being a man? I said, you know, a woman could teach him. She could, she could talk to him, but, you know, a man can show him. She can't show him. You know, she, but by a man, by just watching, I mean, you see that, like, young boys watch their fathers to, to, because they want to know how do men do things. It's, it's so important. And then that, it just doesn't come naturally. It's, uh, and even, you know, so in situations where there is no father in divorce or, or the father passes away, you know, people will often, like, try to get an uncle or a grandfather involved. So, yeah, because this boy needs a role model of a man. You know, that'll be close to his grandfather or his uncle. So he has a man in his life. Yeah, and in, in the book, speaking of having a man in your life, uh, you present the story in a very interesting way. It's not just, hey, here's a tip, now go do it, or here's a tip, and here's how I applied it, now go do it. You you did this uh, through the eyes of a character named Michael, and it was his grandfather who was uh, giving him some advice. They go on a hike, they have a talk. So it's not just like, do this, do this. It's a story with the wisdom intertwined. Uh, was was this based on any you know true life experiences at all, or is this just purely fictional? Well, I, I think it was really like how I saw it. Like part of it is like he's learning, Michael's learning this from his grandfather because it, 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 he's teaching to miss the generation. That's sort of part of what was my message. Well, he didn't learn it from his father, so he's going one generation uh, back and saying he's learning it from his grandfather. And and I just, it just seemed, you know, it's sorry, Michael is having trouble with his marriage and and his father's been married. For, his grandfather's been married for fifty years, and he's just sharing the wisdom because, really, I think that's so much of what people really need is like they need a mentor. They need someone who has the experience to say, hey, "Let me share with you what I learned." Not that he's like he doesn't. Grandfather doesn't claim to be like super brilliant. He says, "I had to learn it too. Let me share with you what I learned." And I think that the message that you know fathers and other older male role models should be sharing. This is what I learned about being a man. And it's important that that uh, you know this. You know, I want you to succeed, and Michael wants you to succeed in marriage. This is what is important about being a man. Yeah, you know, not to get too personal, but did you have a strong male role model in your life? Um, did I? You know, yes and no. I mean, I, I guess in some things, yes, and other things, I, you know. It, in life, you learn certain some things from your parents, and you can say, well, gee, I wish I would have taught me all these other things. But sure. I think be grateful for what the good things they gave you. And the other thing is you got to learn on your own. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. How hard was it for you to make these changes in yourself? Well, you, you know, um, it's interesting. 
pain is a motivator, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're, when you're, uh, you know, why did I start, uh, looking is because, you, you know, I, it, things are sort of like, okay, or you're, you're in a rut and you, but you're, you're in a rut. So it's, it's, you know, even though it's not great, but it, you, you know, you're in a rut, so you don't change, but anyway, things, you know, divorce can be very painful and it, it, that's really a motivator to say, Hey, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta look at myself. I gotta change. I can't, I gotta learn, you know, what I have to learn from this experience. And, and when you learn, and when you learn say, Hey, this is what I did wrong. This is how to do things different. It says, okay, well, there was something positive came out of this. And, and really, you know, that's the whole purpose of the book. Like, I don't want it to be just positive for me. I want it to be positive for a lot of other people. And that's, you know, I've been getting that kind of response from people. I get emails saying, you know, this book saved my, my, uh, my marriage. And I get comments from people saying, you know, my wife's been telling me to be a man, to grow up and be a man. And I didn't know what she was talking about until I read your book. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of comments. I got another fellow wrote, and this is like on Amazon. These are the comments on Amazon. Another fellow wrote and says, "You know, my wife kept telling me to be strong, and I, you know, she, I just didn't know what she meant. Like because you know, all we hear is like, oh, be sensitive. You know, don't be controlling. Yeah, like it's don't be controlling, but it doesn't mean don't show leadership. It means show leadership. Showing leadership is thinking about the greater good of your family and doing what's best." being controlling, being insecure and being selfish. But, you know, all these things, you realize, yeah, I've, I've got to start showing my share of leadership. And it's made a difference. That's the comments uh, I, I received. So it's very rewarding. Yeah, I bet. You know, less of a question, more of a comment uh, from me personally. You know, right now I'm in a, in a relationship, very happy, things are going very well. But the one thing, as I was reading this book, I started seeing myself in a past relationship that I had when I was younger and I was with this person for uh, multiple years and things just fell apart towards the, I mean, really fell apart. And at the time it was, Oh, she, you know, she's a, she's a bitch or she's crazy or, or whatever it was. And as I read more and more through the book, I realized like, Oh, I, this was a lot of my fault too. And yeah. it, it's, it's interesting to self reflect like that. I, you know, I almost, if I still talk to this person, I almost wanted to, you know, send her a copy of the book and say, read it and tell me how accurate this is about me circa, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but then I'd have to talk to that person. So that's no fun. But yeah, so I'm, more than learning things for right now, which, you know, I picked up a few things. I really learned uh, how I was a big part of the downfall of, of that previous relationship. So it was very interesting to self-reflect like that. No, I just, I'm glad it, it was good for you. I'm glad it was beneficial. I'm, 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 it's always rewarding to hear that. Yeah, it was very much so. Um, a question from a listener. Listener Shannon wants to know, has your ex-wife read the book? And if so, what does she think? <laughs> it's a great question. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. You, you know, some divorces are more uh, people are communicating all the time. You know, it's... You know, you know what happens is when you you get the lawyers involved, they sort of crank up the tension, and it's it basically the only communicated about the, uh, you know, the kids. It's sort of it was a minimal. I don't. I don't. I, the answer is I don't. I don't really know. Fair enough. Um, you might be in the same uh, boat that I'm in, where talking's not the funniest thing with that with that person. But um, uh, where was I? Oh. Have you done any research, and it sounds like you have, um, but have you done any real research into the way women feel about this book? You know what, it's, it's 
fascinating. Like I said, I said at first, I, I would tell men, don't show it to your wives. But wives are, are the biggest fans. I, you know, I, <laughs> I know one fellow I gave the book to, and uh, he was reading it. And I think his wife, like I know his wife, she, she, I think she thought, well, this book is saying, you know, be a controlling, domineering guy. And uh, so she was kind of like, it wasn't very positive towards me. But then, then she finally read the book, and she said to her husband, you're not doing what the book says to do. We, I want to learn this book together with you. We should read it together. They're very positive. It's a, I, I didn't I didn't really expect it. Like I said, I didn't really think women would say, yes, I want a man who leads. I want a man who makes decisions. But it, it's they're very positive about it. It's, it's really quite remarkable. It's the men that <laughs> I have to get through. Like, it's, you know, they're in pain. Their relationship is ending. You know, then they're open to it. But very often, they're like, you know, you just you, you try to get through the guys. Like things are going okay. I remember I'm, I, you know, met this. I've had lots of experience. Like one place, I, he's getting married. He tells me he's getting married. So I said, you know, just remember, you're the man of the, the relationship. He said, no, no, I, I leave all the decisions to my wife. <laughs> okay, good luck. I mean, you know, we could leave some to her, but if you all decision making and all these shift to her she's going to get very frustrated you know you could kind of relate that to people who uh, you know don't vote in presidential elections and then get mad at who's elected look if you don't have a part in the decision making you can't be mad at the outcome exactly and it's not only that it's just a woman wants a man who who you know can make decisions like you know like one common situation you know people can relate to is you know, you're at work, your wife calls you in the afternoon, what should I make for supper? Chicken or fish? And like you're thinking, why is she bothering me at work? Like, this, like, this isn't an earth-shattering decision. Why can't she just make it herself? Like, right. You know, you say, you know, whatever you want, you decide. And like, he doesn't realize she wants him to decide. That's why she calls him. If it's not a difficult decision, just choose one. But, you know, she feels happy when, you know, the husband says, I would like you to do this, and she does it. Makes her happy. They don't realize. Like, men don't realize. Like, when a, when a woman asks you for, you know, what do you think we should do, and you say you decide whatever you want. It, she feels. You know, men will say, I, I have a situation where, you know, they're planning a vacation, so the man says, Well, here you plan it, whatever you want, you decide everything. And the woman will get so frustrated. She feels like, Well, I feel like I, I have another child here. Like he's not making any decisions. Sure. He's leaving it off to me. I feel like he's one of the children. Like that's how. That's how frustrating it is to women. And it's funny you mentioned the the dinner situation. I'll tell you that that previous relationship I spoke of, our biggest arguments were usually surrounding what to have for dinner, which seems insane when you think about it. Well, it, it does, but I, I, I've heard that a lot. I mean, you know, <laughs> the situation where, you know, you're just going out on a Saturday night for like a drink or a cup of coffee. You want to go here? No. Here? No. Here? No. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Right. I don't care. Where do you want to go? I don't care. Where do you want to go? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but she doesn't want to, by any place, specific place, she doesn't want to go to. So I realize this is what it is. It's just, it's just a test. It's like she wants you to decide. She wants you to say, okay, let's just go to place A and just go there. And she's happy because you took the lead. That's what she wants. She doesn't want you to keep asking her. She wants you to take the lead. Right, and it, look, if dinner wasn't that bad, just take the blame for it. Uh, did you have any women that, that probably, you know, before they read this, possibly thought this, but did you have any women after reading or after knowing about the book uh, tell you that it's, you know, it, it's chauvinistic or it's, you know, uh, anti-female? You know what? I, I, I thought there would be, but there hasn't been. I, I, I kind of thought, well, maybe some, you know, 
women journalists will, you know, attack it in the press so I can get a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coverage, but it hasn't happened really. It, it's really it's it's the men who have said that. That's the amazing thing. I was once on a show in Boston, a phone in show, and you know, the host was interviewing me and he, he asked me all these questions and he's making all these snide comments. Then he said well, I disagree with you. So we'll ask only women to call and see if they agree with you or they agree with me. We'll keep score. And are you ready to defend yourself? And I realized he thought, like, people, the women are going to call in and yell at me that I'm this chauvinist and all this. Sure. Not at all. We had five women call in. Three said how frustrated they were with their husbands who won't make any decisions. One woman says all the men in her family are strong and make decisions. And one woman, the last one, called in and said her husband had passed away and she missed him. You know, you know, making decisions, being a leader in the home, <laughs> and I, he said he was surprised, and because he was he was expecting fireworks. <laughs> right? But, no, the women, the women don't. The women say, yeah, they re- they want men because men have gone to the other extreme. Like that's really the problem. Like nobody wants. We're so afraid of being accused of being controlling that that we've gone to the other extreme. So well, I'll just play it safe. I'll let her make all the decisions. You know, she can't accuse him of being controlling. And then if something goes wrong, I could blame her. <laughs> you, think, you figure, but it, it doesn't work. It, it, it's, it's a bad approach. you you got to take charge, make decisions, show leadership. If you make a bad decision, take responsibility for it. If uh, your wife disagrees with you, listen to her. Maybe she, she's made a valid point. I mean, you should do some things differently. You know, it, it's a, that's the value of having a partner. Or maybe she is testing you to see if you're strong, to see if you really mean it. You know, you got to use your judgment. But uh, the women, it, you know, it's a big, big thing today. Like, women are really frustrated with men today. I, I, I never realized just how widespread it is. You know, one of the fascinating things is, you know, initially I wrote the book, I thought it was just from me and my friends, and then I thought, well, it's, you know, North America. And then <laughs> the book's been published in 24 countries around the world, and countries where I thought, you know, like Brazil, where the whole image of machismo originated, it's like published by a big publisher there. So it's really like all over the world, because all over the world we've had the ideas of like, well, be sensitive, you know, develop your feminine side. All these ideas have been so pervasive, and and, and men aren't being taught how to be men. It's been, it's really been remarkable. It's like like places like China, Russia, the Ukraine, all these countries that you think you know maybe men are still very traditional roles. No, Definitely. No, no, it's, it's it's just it's just been a fascinating journey for me to say, whoa, this is this is a big big issue. This is a serious situation. Yeah, you know, I, I it's weird to think about it because yeah, you think countries like China and and Russia were very dictator led. You'd think that these men would be very much in that mindset. Yeah, uh, or in Japan where every man has a geisha, like right. <laughs> But no, it, it's it's so it's really been fascinating. So I think it really just confirms in my mind that men have to be taught, you know, what it means to be a man, and and it's and it's been lost to this generation. Yeah, you know, not everyone, but to many people. Right. Um, Listener Mike has a question. He wants to know: in the world of man buns and skinny jeans, can it really be surprising that we've gotten away from this concept of? manliness and and you know uh you know being a strong male leader and how can we kind of reel things back in okay so that's a, that's a good question and i i get that question often like people say you know i've been married for 10 years my wife's been making all decisions for 10 years what do i do so i think it, it first thing you, 
you don't do is, if your wife makes a decision, you don't say, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do the complete opposite because I'm going to show you I'm the leader. That's not showing leadership. That's undermining her, and, and it's stupid. The thing is, look for situations that are not being dealt with. They think maybe problems your wife is not able to deal with, or she just hasn't dealt with, or, or things that just kind of came up. See what's going on. Know what's going on. Say, then say, well, step forward. Find a solution to that problem and implement it. And, you know, she first she might be really surprised and, you know, kind of like taken aback, but just keep doing that. And you will be her hero because that's what she wants. She, she doesn't want someone who leaves everything on her. She, she wants a, a man who comes home, knows what's going on, steps forward and deals with problems. You know, some men will say to me, you know, I work hard all day. I come home, I'm exhausted. How how can I, you know, show leadership? Yeah. So I explain to them, just like you work hard all day at your job because you want to have a happy life for your family, same thing. You got For the same reason, you have to save some of that energy to come home and show leadership for the same reason, because you want a happy life for your family. You don't want your wife to get fed up and frustrated with you and there to be conflict and, and you know, divorce. You don't want all that. So you got to save some of that energy to take charge and deal with situations that need to be dealt with. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my dad often talked of being, you know, quote-unquote manly. It's a word that was brought up quite often when I was little. And usually me being manly involved doing, uh, you know, physical labor, playing with power tools, that sort of thing. Uh, and, and because of that, I'm no carpenter by any means, but I'm pretty handy and know my way around a tool chest. And Do you think that that sort of manly is not only important, but is that kind of a lost art today? I think it's important that, that men do manly things, uh, whether it's, like you say, you know, carpentry, working with tools, or or just, you know, even I, I say in the book, like, get together, do things that men do, like, you know, play baseball, or, but, you know, play get together with men in a sport, like, it's really important to do that. Like, don't don't go shopping with your wife for clothes, you know, for women's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, which I, I've heard that, you know, some women want their husbands to go with them to shop with women's clothes. They know. You go shopping for clothes. You, the man should go out with his male friends. You know, play baseball. Do something. It's really important, especially you know, you know, you're home with your wife and kids. You know, it's important for men to be with other grown men and just, you, you know, just recharge your masculine batteries. Just get together, play sports, do things like, you know, fishing. All, all those things. You know, it's, it's like it's stereotypical, but it's like. It's nice to get together with other men, just be with other men, and and do stuff that you know, like fit, like I, I tell you, I go every week, every sorry, every year I go for a week canoeing with a group of guys. Nice. It's just like good to be with other men, and you're doing physical things because if your job involves sitting at a desk all year, you're just going out, you know, you know, getting firewood, putting up tents, portaging canoes. It's like it's like good. It's like just it's just a re- recharges your 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 negative your your masculine batteries. Yeah, and it's nice to get a little testosterone flowing through the system, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, last question for you. I think this is very important for all the guys listening. Uh, after they get this book and, and they read it and they go through it all, should a man let his wife read the book? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like I was saying, at first, I thought, don't let her see it. No, read it, let her read it. She'll be happy. She'll say, do this, do this. I, I, I want to show with a woman uh, host, and she said, she was going to uh, tell her husband to read the book, and that it takes about an hour after she finishes. After he finishes reading the book, 
she'd be waiting for him in the bedroom in her negligee. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that, you know, they want, they, you know, they want, they want, they don't want a man who's compliant. They want a man who leads, who's strong. Yeah, definitely. That, you know, like I said, my view on that changed. At first, it was like, don't let them see it. Now, it's definitely, they'll, they'll push you to keep reading it. They'll say, this is the kind of man I want. Having it sit around the house as I was reading it for the last week or so, my girlfriend definitely was intrigued when she saw it sitting there on the coffee table. Like, oh, what, what are you reading? So uh, at the very least, I think the women will be appreciative that you're trying to uh, better the relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and they'll, they'll all be supportive. A guy, like I said, I, I was, I, that was one of the surprises. You know, I remember what happened. I was at this conference. I had the, the book was at the book sale at the conference. And I was just sort of watching what happened, and all these women were just grabbing the book and say, "Oh, I'm, I'm buying this for my husband or or, or my <laughs> son needs this." But the men would look at the book and like, they were just like, "I would start talking to the man and like I start explaining everything." It's like, and that's really it was a real turning point. It's like, I mean, you don't really like men. They didn't realize what they don't know. Like the women realized it. Yeah, I, I can see that. So the book once again, "Being the Strong Man: A Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man." Uh, Mr. Katz, not only thank you for joining me today, but also congratulations on the success and, and all you know, the languages and, and how far this has gone. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad that we've gone this far and we've got a lot further to go. Exactly. So check out the book. Once again, Being the Strong Man, a Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Thank you once again to Mr. Elliot Katz for doing the I Want to Know podcast. If you want to get Being the Strong Man, a Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, Head over to IWantToKnowShow.com, click on the link in Elliot's bio under the guest section, or you can click on the banner at the bottom of the homepage. Now for the big news I alluded to at the top of the show. Mr. Katz wanted to make sure you guys got a copy of his book, so he's given me one so I can give it to you. So I have one free copy of Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man that I'll be giving to the first listener that leaves a very nice five-star rating and review on iTunes. And that review must also mention this episode. If you want to speed up the process, send me a screen grab when you've done it so I know it's been done. So that's simple. Five stars, a little nice review that mentions this episode, and a screen grab over to me at IWantToKnowPod at gmail.com. Just that easy. And a free book will be coming the way of the first person to get that in. That's all I've got for you guys. Don't forget, I want to know show.com, the bios, listening to the show, links, everything you need over there. Also links to all our social medias, Facebook.com slash I want to know show on Twitter at I want to know show. Now finally on Instagram, I want to know show on there as well. And the email once again, I want to know pod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and on that note. Good night, everybody. <laughs>